glory to the Lord. I pray that you are experiencing uh, greater levels of the peace that only comes in Christ Jesus. And there is so much to report um, that we are seeing in the harvest field, in the kingdom of God, in America, that is inspiring. It is breathing new life, I'm sure, into many of us. Uh, and it's something the Lord showed me was going to happen. And so I'm so excited to give you this update and give you some context around what we are seeing at Asbury University. And I'm even hearing and seeing that it's breaking out at Lee University and you can expect it to continue to spread. Who knows how long, how far, how deep, how wide God's love will be revealed in this youth revival and how it will spread among other generations. But before I get into uh, the depth of this and what the Lord showed me prior to this and give you some context on how we should pray and how we should expect big things from God, I wanna pray. And so that's what we'll do now. Father, in Jesus' name, what a refreshing we are seeing in the spirit. God, I thank you for the hope. I thank you for your glory being revealed. Glory to God. We thank you for your heart that is beyond imagination, that your love never fails. Your love endures. Your love covers a multitude of sin. Hallelujah. Your banner over us is love. Let love be without dissimulation. God, I pray unfeigned love will be revealed. I pray that the greatest of these is love, that we will see that in America and beyond. God, I pray now that you take command of my mind and my mouth. Minister to these, your people. Encourage them. Put them on their face in prayer. Bring us all to a point of repentance, God. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray now. Amen. I pray God will allow me to speak as the oracles of God as we are all encouraged to do in scripture that we all should speak as oracles of God and speaking his heart and his mind. So, okay, why am I here? My name's Frank Mickens and Clay, so you've never made my acquaintance here on our podcast or our YouTube channel. Uh, I want to, to just share with you from our prophetic ministry what the Spirit of the Lord has shown us dating back to November of 2022. November 22. Before, before I go into that, though, I want to show you this video clip, and I've got this on a loop. This is what has been broadcast via YouTube for several days now. Uh, I'm losing count. <laughs> they have been in chapel at Asbury University and they began with just a normal chapel service and that chapel service has expanded and has expanded. They have not left. Of course, individuals are, are leaving, uh, but they, they keep coming from all over the country. We have buses that are coming to Asbury uh, to allow people to come and, and drink from this well that has been opened up. Uh, it began on uh, February 10th, I do believe. I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. What I can say is it has been day after day. And there's history in the 1970s Asbury experience a protracted revival as well. But it has been several days here in uh, 2023. And so uh, it's a wonder to behold. It's a wonder to, to see this. And uh, God is just getting started. That's really what I wanna get at here. God is just getting started. It has been at least uh, six days for sure that they have been here at the time of this, this broadcast. So. We pray into it, right? We pray into it, but we want to understand as much as we can of what God is doing. 
Uh, and so I want to remind you of the spirit of what the spirit of the Lord released. And I put the link in the uh, information of your podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, there's a link to the original word that we released from this ministry in December of 2022 about the youth revival that was coming in 2023. The Lord prophesied through this ministry. And I'm going to remind you of the dream the Lord gave me and just give you an update now on what I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying that we're witnessing and how it impacts other generations, how it impacts other generations. There's a changing of the guard happening in the spirit. There's a younger generation that is being prepared to take a greater leadership role in the kingdom of God to lead God's people into the promise much of like what we saw in Egypt, glory to God, or after Egypt in the, in the wilderness. So let me share with you this dream that I had in uh, November of 2022. And a month later, I released the word of the Lord uh, through this dream in December of 2022. But here are my notes. So I was watching a, a football game in this dream and the Lord was showing me, I knew something prophetically about the harvest field or the kingdom of God, the field. There was a game happening and the Alabama Crimson Tide were playing someone and the Alabama Crimson Tide representing the redeeming blood of Jesus I'm sorry if you're not an Alabama fan. It's not part, God's not partial to Alabama, but the Crimson Tide is the prophetic language. These are the people of God under the redeeming blood of Jesus. They were playing an opponent and they were winning, but only by a small margin. So have you been feeling like that in America, that we've been losing some ground? There was a small margin. They were winning, but, but the, the enemy or the opposition was gaining ground. But suddenly I saw a skinny player and I knew him to be a freshman or fresh man, a, a, co a college student, but someone fresh, someone new. And he was wearing the number six, which was the number of man. So he's gonna come with a certain uh, measure of, of, of natural ability. And I knew he represented a younger generation because he's a freshman. And this freshman had been called up throughout the game to make plays. He was not a starting player. He was still making his way, learning his way, learning his position, but the coach, the Lord had called his number several times to come in and do a variety of things. And this young man had made several big plays that helped the team or the people of God maintain their lead. So this fresh injection of energy was going to help the people of God to maintain their lead over the enemy, not to lose ground in the harvest field, on the field of battle. So he was playing offense and defense. He's playing both ways. That just expresses the character of these young people that are being revived in the body of Christ with authentic love, authentic relationship with Jesus. They're going to play on both sides of the field. They're not going to care. They just want to be involved. They want to be part of the victory. Glory to God. And then I suddenly saw him playing not just for the Alabama Christian Tide, but his jersey shifted. And he was playing for the USC Trojans, Los Angeles, the city of angels, still the people of God. But now we have the royalty of gold and the, the, the red again and the combination with white, the purity. And this brother was fighting just like uh, he was when he had on the Crimson Tide uniform. And he was on the Lord's team and he was obviously a special player. And as I was uh, sitting with the Lord, I wrote down that he reminds me of David, young and skinny, but full of humility and a righteous heart, devotion, loyalty, faith and fearless. I saw him return a punt and he was so fast he was devoted to breaking through. He was devoted to making a play and he was advancing the team up the field with his effort and his heart. The harvest field is where they were uh, playing, the battlefield. And as soon as the play was over, he went to the sideline and he was exhausted. He just fell on his face on the sidelines and I saw a few of his teammates lift him up and carry him. And he was still wearing his USC jersey. He had put everything he had into his position. 
And this is what we're going to see through this youth revival. They're going to get so full of the love of God, so full of the power of God. They're going to give their lives. Glory to the Lord. So um, he went into the stands and then there was another transition. He suddenly was wearing a Penn State Nittany Lions jersey. Glory to God. Nittany Lions, the lion of the tribe of Judah. The, the Bible says the wicked are uh, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. And so we are the lions in the kingdom of God. Courage, glory to God. Navy blue, the depth of the spirit. Blue represents the spirit. They're going to be deep in spirit. They're going to understand the deeper things of God. He was still wearing the number six, meaning he was bringing his natural ability, all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength to the field. Glory to God. Now this time, he was not Caucasian. So the first two young men were Caucasian, but this time it was an African-American young man. And this is so important because we need to understand God is going to make this so much more about uh, uh, diversity. It's always been about diversity, but we've got to be careful that we don't box God in. Glory to God. Uh, but, but he stood up. This African-American was refreshed. He was in the stands. He started smiling. And he was beaming with joy. And this young man's transition represented the attributes of this coming youth emergence. So what we're seeing in Asbury and what we're seeing at Lee University, it's going gonna, it's gonna to spread through this generation. It's an emergence of the youth uh, in this country who believe in the Lord Jesus. They will have the heart of a lion. They will be warriors like Trojans. They'll be part of a crimson tide to sweep the land, a wave of redemption, the coming revival and awakening that will follow the revival. They will play a big part in it. We need to stop right there. Pray for the young people. They are going to be on the front lines when this great awakening happens. They're going to be the ones in the streets. They're going to be the ones planting fresh churches with a new language, glory to God, a digital language, glory to God, uh, a 21st century language where people who had not yet been reached will be getting reached with the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Younger people of more than one color, and they will be team players with the heart of the Lord. I heard as I was writing my notes in the spirit after God's own heart, and I smiled because I could tell these young ones are precious. These young men were so precious, so beautiful because they are so humble and willing to sacrifice their bodies in order to do anything to help the team win. What is that? That is carrying their cross. They're going to carry their cross like we've never seen. Even one battle, one play, they put everything they had in their body, heart and soul. They gave the beautiful, humble heart of Jesus because they love him. And they love his family, which is their family. Uh, we can't see all of them now, but they're being prepared with authentic worship and relationship with the father, much like David on the backside of the mountain. These folks are not coming with titles. They're not coming being the leaders of big churches, but they have a heart and a hunger for the father. And so we need to pray for them. They will be tenderhearted because they will know the Lord so well, but they will be like Trojan warriors. And it will seem like they coming out, they're coming out of nowhere when they appear on the battlefield. So like Asbury University, this came out of nowhere. It's going to continue to happen. Just like David, they'll do anything just to advance the kingdom of God an inch on the battlefield. I'm going to say that again. They're going to do anything just to advance the kingdom of God one inch on the battlefield, which is the harvest field. They will not fear the enemy. They will be team players. Glory to the Lord. Division is going to fall off of the church. Glory to God where the older generation has been so full of division, these folks are going to be about oneness and unity. They will be obeying orders from their coach, the Holy Spirit. The deep navy blue jerseys indicate their deep relationship with Holy Spirit. Their beaming smile represents the joy of the Lord while uh, they are in his presence. And in this dream, I saw the score 
was 11 to 5. So the Crimson Tide were winning by six points. 11 represents transition, which is one step away from kingdom government, the number 12. So we're seeing a transition. These young people are going to arise during a transition from one status to a greater kingdom establishment in America. Glory to God. But there will be great warfare on this battlefield to, to expand the kingdom because the enemy is not going to just let the kingdom of God expand. Glory to God. But right before a great outbreak of God's spirit in the earth, these young people will immediately precede a great awakening in the culture of this world. They will play a large part in bringing people to the Lord. That's the transition that we see in 11. They're winning with the, the number 11. They had 11 points. The enemy had five points, but five means grace. Glory to God. There will be a great grace and favor accompanying this movement. Despite setbacks, there will be a grace to conquer territory back from the enemy. Where the enemy has advanced into the culture, these young men, these Daniels, will arrive to help take the kingdom forward. The enemy had just made a safety in this game, which is two points, and scoring two points had brought their score from three to five. And you might feel like that, like the enemy is gaining ground in, in America. He's scoring points, so to speak. But it's still a prophetic sign to the church that they have the grace to win. Even when it seems like the enemy is gaining ground, we're, giving, we're getting grace to win. The Lord uses the enemy for his kingdom purposes. So even when the enemy went from number three to the number five, it's still playing into the grace of God for his people to do what he's called them to do. Amen. Every move of the enemy is still playing into the hands of the Lord. The enemy might tackle us in our own end zone, just like they made that safety in the dream. They might get into our territory, but they cannot win. And a, a few things, uh, other things in my notes. Freshmen, fresh man, new players, new men, new people. These young people will come from all over the country. And this is where I really want to emphasize. Alabama's in the South. So this movement started in the South. Where, where is Asbury? It's in Kentucky, in the South. Glory to God. Mid, some people will say Midwest, but Kentucky's in the South as well. And then it moved from where? To, to where? To USC, Los Angeles. That's on the West Coast. Then it moved to where? Pennsylvania, Penn State, on the East Coast or the Northeast. So the Northeast and the East. So the whole nation is going to experience this revival. And I think it's so interesting. The Lord uses universities in this dream that he gave me that are not Christian universities. And so we're seeing it at Asbury, we're seeing it at Lee University. But the Lord's heart, and what I believe we're gonna see, is at these universities, some people would call state universities or secular universities, we're gonna see an outbreak of God's spirit. And we're gonna see people who are in the Lord coming into such a greater authentic love and relationship with Jesus. They're going to be on fire for God and they're gonna be bringing other young people into the kingdom. Uh, and the Lord has even reminded me of another dream he gave me some time ago that I need to go pray into. Um, about how this changing of the guard is happening. So uh, one thing I want to make sure that I show you is this, this particular scripture, Joel 2, 28. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. What does it say? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. God didn't waste his time when he used those words, sons and daughters, your sons and daughters. He's saying to the older generation, I'm going to pour out my spirit on your children. Glory to God. And then he says, your old men shall dream dreams. But then he comes back and says, your young men shall see visions. Every generation being touched by this outpouring, not just the older generation. But something we've just got to remember when it comes to revival is that revival comes after repentance. So, so earlier in Joel chapter 2, it says, Now therefore, says the Lord in the New King James, Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. 
So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. This is repentance. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. This is what God is doing. He's turning us back to him and away from our idols. He's asking us to rend our hearts. So when you're seeing young people at Asbury crying and weeping and on the floor and crying out to God, that is the transformational power of the spirit of the Lord convicting hearts and saying, I know you love me, but if you love me, obey my commandments. Amen, somebody. And I want to just bring this to your attention because the Lord wanted me to give greater context on what this is meaning in the great context of the church. The Lord has not been pleased with the older generation in full. You know, remember in the, in the book of Revelation where the Lord chastised churches, he would build them up and say, you've done these things well, but, but I still have this against you. Uh, I believe the Lord is continuing to purify his church. He's not mad at his church. He's not punishing his church. He is always weighing us. He is always correcting us and directing us. He's a good father, right? So we do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Amen. He treats us as sons. Amen. Uh, so what I want to make sure that I say is it's not God's uh, love has been uh, lessened, but God is grading, uh, creating in the church a greater measure of obedience, a greater measure of love for him, a greater measure of sacrifice. And he has to do that sometimes through a, young, a younger generation. How do we know this? In the book of Numbers uh, 14, let's read what it says. But your little ones whom you said would be victims... I will bring in and they shall know the land which you have despised. I'm going to read this again. This is Numbers 14, 31. But your little ones whom you said would be victims, I will bring in and they will know the land which you have despised. So we hear on occasion some people say, oh, man, America is lost. You know, America has gone to pot and all this kind of stuff. So the, that generation that's saying that has given up to a degree. Yes, they pray. Yes, they you know, listen. The church is still the church. The church is still beautiful. The church is still loved. But there's just a measure of faithlessness. There's a measure of unbelief in the church that God is trying to deal with. And what happened in Numbers 14 is when he sent the spies into the land earlier in Numbers, he sent the spies and he said, go and bring back a report. And only Caleb had a good report. Joshua had enough sense just to keep silent. And so he didn't, he didn't reap consequences like those who brought the bad report, but there were eight who brought a bad report. Caleb was the only one that brought a good report and said, if it would be God's will, we could take the land. Everyone else said that the giants were too small and they were like grasshoppers in their own sight and that they could not conquer the land. They couldn't see how God could move in a wicked situation, in a wicked nation, in a wicked uh, land. They thought that God was not strong enough, though he had already brought them through the Red Sea and saved them, that now that they were saved, that he couldn't conquer. Glory to God. And so there's a generation sometimes that has a group think and they can't break free of this group think that something cannot be done. And so God has to raise up another generation. And the Lord literally says, everyone who's 20 years old and below, they're going to enter into the promised land and I'm going to let them continue to mature. Uh, and grow and understand me as the older generation begins to leave the earth, 
And by the time the older generation's all gone, they'll be prepared to take the fullness of the promises of God. And I believe that's a measure of what we're seeing here. I'm not being defeatist. I'm not saying that there's, you know, a certain generation, every single person is bad. You know, Caleb and Joshua are perfect examples how God didn't just uh, throw away an entire generation. It was about heart. It was about their lifestyle. It was about their relationship with the Lord. And so uh, faith means a bit, a great deal to God. We know this without faith, it's impossible to please him. But I do believe in this verse right here, Numbers 14, 31. We're seeing a measure of this, that God is saying, but your little ones whom you said would be victims, I will bring in and they will know the land which you have despised. Those who we have said, man, I, sh I wouldn't want to be you. I wouldn't want to be you living in this world. Or well, I don't, I can't imagine my grandkids, the world they're going to be living in. Those are the ones we're saying, man, you're going to be victims. But God is saying, no, no, no. The ones you thought would be victims, I'm going to bring them in. And so we need to be praying for them. We need to be praying for the body of Christ, that our faith will not fail, that we will begin to see hope as we see these young people coming to God, that we will get a, a fresh breath as we uh, take our position on the field, on the battlefield, on the harvest field, and that we will not relent, but rather um, grow not weary in doing well because we will reap if we do not faint. That's what happens on a harvest field, you reap. Glory to God. So I just wanna encourage you, God is doing what he said he was going to do. And we need to pray into this revival that more and more young people are hearing the gospel, more and more young people are living the gospel, more and more young people are falling in love with Jesus and giving their heart, soul, mind, and strength. He says, hear, O Israel, uh, the Lord your God is one, and you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Deuteronomy chapter six, holy, holy, holy. God, we thank you for what you're doing. God, I pray that we won't get uh, just emotional. Yes, we have joy. Yes, we're excited. But God, I pray all of us will kind of put ourselves now uh, to, to being analyzed and being evaluated. Our, our, where have we put something else above you? Uh, where have we been reluctant or just flat out rebellious when it comes to things you're asking us to do, where are we divided, God, where you said, no, 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 that's your brother, that's your sister? Where have we put politics? Where have we put our religious traditions, God? Where have we put the things uh, in your way because of our fears? God, where have we put our spiritual gifts? Where have we put the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Are we allowing you to move or are we capping you? Are we putting uh, a, 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 the light under a bushel? Kamasha, don't let us put light under a bushel any longer, God. Glory to God. Help us to live as children of light. Let us be as little children. Let us have faith as a child. Glory to God. I pray that we'll learn from these young people because you said that uh, our sons and daughters, our maidservants, would prophesy glory to the Lord. And we trust you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I just want to encourage you. God is not done yet. Uh, if you want to learn more about our ministry, you can go to faithfireworldwide.com. We are in the midst of a fundraiser. We're heading to Kenya uh, at the time of this recording in about a week. We're going to be doing some ministry there for several days. And uh, we, we have an international missions uh, fundraiser happening. If you want to learn more about that, we've got a video posted on our website and uh, also a link for you to support us. Listen, like and share this video. Uh, share it with others. If you're listening to the podcast, we praise God for you being a supporter there. Uh, you can give as well with the link that is in the podcast information. 
Uh, but we love God and we love his people. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and lift his countenance upon you and give you great peace. Until next time, may the Lord bless you indeed and expand your territory. I love you and God loves you more. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you.